Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. I'm just going to get right in it today because my guest has so many hyphens, I'm not sure I can list them all. Please welcome Tony and Emmy Award winner, actress, musician, singer, uh, host, uh, general silly person, Kristen Chenoweth. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, since I'm all, we're all over the place. I know. Hi, Melissa. How are you, darling? Um, you have so many. You're the ultimate hyphenate. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my next book, and I will give you 10%. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. But first of all, big, big congratulations. It was just announced. You Thank are you. engaged. Thank you. Look yes. at that. How I did know. You, how, okay, I have so many questions. How did you guys meet? Because you and I are almost the same age, and it's really hard to meet people. It's very hard to meet people. And I had done the runaway bride thing twice, and I waited and waited, and I just started to date differently. And I think we met, babe, when did we very first meet? Because we we were both dating other people. Uh, 2016. 2016 at my niece's wedding. And I thought, He's cute. He was, he's a guitarist. He lives in Nashville and he was playing and he was so cute. And then in 2018, my nephew got married and we were both not dating other people. And that's when we, and he said, I'm going to, where are you playing next weekend? And I said, I'm very busy. I don't have time. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I am, I don't have time. You know, I'm going to Boone, North Carolina. I'm going to be singing there. You, I can't give what you need. I'm 13 and a half years older, blah, 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 blah. And he said, I'll be there. And that Aww. was that. That's so sweet. Thank you. I, I'm so very happy. And I never, you know what I learned about a relationship, Melissa and, and, I, I think that this is the key, not just mutual respect. And I love humor. I love somebody with humor and I love somebody that has their own thing going on, but, and that, and that isn't mad at me for doing my thing, but also, um, negotiation, um, compromise. Those are two words that are always skipped. And that's not just for romantic relationships. That's for, that goes for a lot of, you know, our friendships and our parents and our cousins and all of that. And our country, seriously. Um, don't get me started on that. By the way, me either, but he, (laughs) so the fiance is 14 years younger. Did you have any reservations about dating younger? Yes, I'd never, well, I had done it, but it was a long time ago. And I thought he was 24 and I was like in my late, late thirties. And I thought, I can't do that. That that was just, at that time, he was just, he was the sweetest person and I loved him to death, but it was just too much of an age gap. Now, because I have somebody again, who's successful in his own right, right. and I'm doing my thing, it's a different thing. But when it comes to aging, um, it's, you know, I'm always going to be the type of girl that wants to look as good as I can for my age. We are all aging. That's part of life. But when he shaves, he has a little scruff. I'm like, get back in there and grow your beard because <laughs> um, I'm not competing with a child. Okay, but He looks so young. And and for the longest time I did. And then I'm now 53 and I've noticed 
I've noticed some things <laughs> about myself that I'm like, mm, I don't like that. But the truth is, we're all aging and that's just how it is. And I'm, I still feel young and I still do. I'm still feel busy and my spirit is young. And I think that's the key. Yeah, for, for sure. And staying busy. And I mean, for people like you and my mom staying on tour and oh my. performing, but I'm finding at our age, your, your gray hair comes in faster. You're doing your hair color more yes. and it is terrifying how quickly your skin loses elasticity. Uh, I can't even talk about it. And also I'm working on a product just, it's not out yet, but I'm going to give you a scoop. I'm working on a product. It's, it's not the name of it, but I call it liquid Botox and it is best product. And it's from another country and we, I'm going to release it. And it is amazing. Now I can't understand what's happening to my neck. If Nora Ephron were here, who was like a second mom to me. And I remember she wrote that I was young and she wrote, book called what happened to my neck, my neck. something's wrong with neck. I thought oh well poor thing now I'm like what the freak is happening mm-hmm. to my neck and also okay. when all of a sudden they get a picture of you in profile and your <laughs> jawline isn't quite as taut as it used to be that's what always gets me I'm like can I just do interviews just moving my eyes and not turning my head oh my I have all my tricks I'm like listen I will be looking like this the entire time. And then when I turn, I will lift my neck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have my tricks too. We all got our tricks. I haven't joined the tape, the tape thing yet, but I'm, I'm close. I'm close. My mother, my mother's trick, which I will share with you when you're acting or doing something, or like when we'd be on the red carpet, looking at our notes, you only read the top line because what it you keeps mean? your eyes up. So if you're oh, doing I- a scene and you're in a, pretending to be read a restaurant in a restaurant reading something. You only read the top line. <laughs> Love her so much. I, I, it's you know what? It's like she's still here. Oh, well. And I know that that's your mom. And yeah. I'm, I'm. And this is hallowed territory. But I was at her funeral because um, Kathy Griffin, especially then, and nothing's happened. And we just life, but we were very, very close. And that was, you know, that that was her like, to, for, for me, it was Madeline Kahn. For her, that was right. Joan Rivers. Right. And to be at that funeral and, and also your mother. Can I tell you a story about her once? Sure. Nobody knows it. Um, Her and, okay, tell me the lady. I should know this. I'm embarrassed because I love her. She used to write in. Cindy uh, Adams. Okay. Her and Cindy who I love because she had dogs too. And I went to her house for lunch. I love her so much. I think I was born in the wrong time. We went to see the, we we met at this movie, Happiness. Do you remember that? Yes. Happiness? Yes. Okay. So your mom and Cindy were sitting kind of behind me. I was sitting here by myself watching the movie and they were dying. So at the end, I thought, do I dare say a word? I don't want to be that girl. I'm kind of weird when it comes to celebrities. I don't really want to go up and bother them. But I did because they brought me, both of them have brought me so much joy. And your mother has brought me so much joy even today. So I said, Miss Rivers, I'm Kristen Jones. She goes, I know who you are. And I go, are you mad at me? She goes, no, I love you. <laughs> and from that point on, I just, I, I, I just, I knew that we were of the same, you know, we're on paper, we're different, but we're the same. 
percent. And you're this, you are like that too. And um, then I, then randomly, I got to know a friend, Andrew. Yes. And he do you was, get uh, the same. Do you get the same saucy texts we get? You can't even imagine. I got engaged last week and he played the organ of Here Comes the Bride and sent it to us. We were like, <laughs> Andrew. And when he tells a joke, he goes, I just want you to know that's Jones. He always. He always. That's, well, off off of this, I'll tell you some of the things that my mother okay. did to and I know him as Andy because I grew up with him. But okay. I thought I knew everything about you till I started doing my research. And I mean, first of all, the fact that you were adopted. Yes. How did your parents all of a sudden deal with this little body and this big voice? Because it's not like they could go, oh, well, that was her aunt was the same way. It was just like, here's this little blonde person and out is coming, you know, this enormous voice. That had to catch them by surprise. They were, they're chemical engineers. So they really were just like, what is this? They were like alien. <laughs> and when I was five, I saw on PBS um, the Nutcracker. And I was like, I want to do that. And my, so my mom put me in ballet because she was like, okay. And then I started singing in church. And the I got a solo when I was like eight. And the church erupted. And I was like, I like this feeling. But they didn't. You know what? My parents were the right. The, God knew what he was doing right. when he put us together because my dad is a, sh- he's a business person and I'm a show person. And he has taught me over the years, the business, which I hate. Oh, hate the business side of what we do. So did my mom hate it, hate it, hate it. But because of him, I learned a lot and my parents did, did so you want to take piano? Okay. But what they didn't do, and I'm glad they didn't, they, they took me to Tulsa university and I sang, I had a very, I was, I guess a prodigy. I was a, a coloratura at age like 13 and the voice faculty listened and they said, first of all, you have to promise us that she comes here, which I didn't. Second of all, we don't want to touch it. We want her to develop naturally. We don't want to touch it. And for me, Not everybody's that's the right decision, but for me, it was. So I was a normal kid. I did choir drama. I was a cheerleader. You remember I grew up in the Bible Belt. So really, we didn't have a lot of people in choir. So my way to perform was to be a cheerleader. I was going to say, do you've got to one day share one of the cheerleading photos? Um, I did last week on Instagram two weeks ago, and it horrified me. And I'm horrified. I'm going to go back and find it. Find it. And, and by the way, have yourself a good laugh because I had, a perm. I had a perm. Had oh my God. I found out about my heritage. I'm Cherokee and Choctaw. Um, and my hair has always been so straight and I've got these crazy jaw and cheekbones. That it and works. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm petite and my family's tall, dark headed, you know, they're like, they couldn't understand why I couldn't get geometry. They just couldn't understand why I couldn't understand. I was like, I don't know of what you speak, but this is the, that was the right thing for me. I didn't have a stage mom, but they just supported me. Um, they sent me to a great call, uh, university where I could get this, the, the um, training that I needed. And they've just supported me. And, and not every parent, I know that I'm lucky. I know yeah. that I'm lucky. 
But one of the other things I learned was that you have a master's degree. Yeah. In opera. Yeah. I was going to be an opera singer. Well, yeah. I was gonna say, that, that, what do you enjoy singing most? I enjoy still training operatically. Like I have a, a job at the Met coming up in December. I, I still do. I, I look at, I look at opera, the operatic training, like ballet. Ballet is the core uh, that lets you do all kinds of dance. Same with opera. I love country music and I love music theater, obviously, but I was headed to AVA, our top school in our country, Academy of Vocal Arts, to be an opera singer. And I helped my best friend, Denny, move into an apartment in New York right before the program started. And I auditioned for a show for fun just because I wanted to see what it was like. Also, I was, you know, in ballet. I was a dancer and an actor. So I get this part and I have to decide. And the fork in the road. And we all we all have forks in the road. And this was mine. So the fork in the road, I looked at my dad and I said, I really want to do New York and I really want to do Broadway because I want to do that. And he said, all right, call the AVA and tell him. I said, will you do it? I'm scared. (laughs) And he did. He said, but that'll be the last call that I make for you because you're going to do this. And um, because he didn't fight my battles. But he did teach me a lot. So that's kind of how that happened. And I I, I have um, been fortunate enough to, I have a, I have a two doctorates. I, I work, you Wait, know. two doctorates? I have two doctorates, one from uh, the um, North Carolina School of the Arts and then one from my alma mater in Oklahoma. And I'm very, I, I'm a student of life, Melissa. I still work at it. I still have voice lessons. I still, um, want to be great. I don't want to be, I care about fame. I want to be great. Well, you're doing that, but you, okay. So you've done, and again, tell me if I'm missing something, opera, TV, movies, theater, recording. Where is your heart? Concertizing because I'm not hidden behind a role. The audience gets to know Christy Don Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. And my favorite relationship is the is between the artist and the audience. And that goes for me when I'm sitting in the audience too. I was at six last night and I, my mind was blown. I loved it. But I love the relationship. Maybe that's why I'm in therapy. But I love <laughs> the relationship between an artist and, a, and the audience. And so for me, and I love live performance. I mean, I, I, I you know what, Melissa? I wrote a book a long time ago, and um, it it became a New York Times bestseller. But I'll tell you what, it felt like to me that I had a book report due every week. And because I'm a perfectionist and alpha female, I wanted to write it myself. And I did have a ghostwriter who helped me, like, make it right. sound, you know, make it sound uh, not Oklahoma. I mean, it sounds like Oklahoma, but, you know, help but me. But coherent. With- yeah. <laughs> help you organize your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. And I I enjoyed it, but at concertizing. Because if you come to my concert, and even if people don't know that I sing, which is always hilarious to me, they think I'm yeah. a swing or glee or something wicked, whatever. They don't know that I sing. If they've come, then they get to know me. And uh, I like that. So it's interesting though, because that what you say about concertizing, but also my mother always used to say going to the theater either as an audience member or performing was a privilege. 
and walking into a Broadway theater was go was church. That was you walked in and it was the that's where you were. Hollowed ground. Hollowed ground. Yep. Do you still I feel that way that. when you walk in? Yes. When I walk, I was just in Indiana University, a great music school. Um, but I gave a master class and then I did a, a concert the next night in their at their performing arts center. And when I walk on a stage, no matter where I am, I feel like, you know, I am a person of faith, but, but when I walk on the stage, I think this is my home. And I think, Kristen, what would you do if you couldn't do it anymore? And I hope that I'm like your mom. I hope that I'm doing it till the day that, that I, leave this planet because well, I don't I, actually I don't know how to do anything else I can't do math I'm not a great driver um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what so Uber and Lyft are out since you're not a great driver I'm, yeah I mean I I'm just I'm a speed demon do you remember Cameron Diaz in that movie um, my best friend's wedding yes that's me okay oh. got it um how do you decide what projects you're gonna take on because you get again you work in so many different genres that, I mean, because I, obviously I watch Schmigadoon, but TV is a whole different beast than features, than going into a studio and recording and all the other things you do. Which, if you, I always hate this when people ask me too, if you could only yeah. do one, what would it be? And I always say, I, each one makes me better at the other. Right. But. Um, but how I decide apart. That I'm going to say? Yes, especially, I mean, you also go from TV to film, so that you're not always singing. So that, yeah. it, it, it makes it hard, I'm sure. I, first of all, love to pick writers who have their own sense of music in their dialogue. I think that's probably why the Aaron Sorkins, the Ryan Murphys, the Brian Fullers of the world have, I, I gravitate towards their music. Mm -hmm. um, when I read Schmigadoon, for example, I'll just use the latest example. Um, there was an 18 page patter song and Barry Sonnefeld, the director called me and said, we're going to do it with no cuts. Oy. And I thought diarrhea, I'm going to have, <laughs> but I decided that if I were sitting at home and this is how I decide, and I don't know what this says about me, but if I were sitting at home watching somebody else do it, I'd be mad. So that's how I decide. <laughs> that's, by the way, everybody decides different ways. Um, I've been watching your uh, TikToks, by the way. And so for people who don't know, explain to them what you're doing, because I won't explain it as well as you. And they are hilarious. Thank you so much. I love to improv. And what I've decided to do, because broad, as you know. And Broadway's back. Yes, we're back. And I... Uh, I was a cheerleader, but I want to be a cheerleader for um, the thing that I love the most and for the people. Uh, we call it our tribe, right? Our community. And I want, I'm going to each show as, as many as I can. There's a lot of them. Um, and I'm auditioning for them and at the, at the stage door. And I'm, I'm auditioning as a joke and, um, and people are participating. And now I'm getting calls from other shows like, can you come do our show? So I, like I just recently did Chicago. I did Waitress. I did, I even auditioned for Glenda, which I originated and I didn't get the part. I want you to know that. <laughs> um, but I'm positive that one of these roles will come in. 
Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, so I, I am just, so years ago, I don't even remember. I think it was, I don't remember what year it was. You got roped into hosting a live pre-show from a red carpet for the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. People do not understand how terrifying it is and how difficult it is. All I remember was you were super cute. It was nice to be around someone my own size. And you had Dorothy's red slippers. Yes. What was your experience like? People don't realize how hard it is. Um, I And I have done hosting jobs since. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, what you do is a whole different skill set. So it was Craig and Neil who are like my big uh, producers, like my big brother in the business and and Craig's in heaven now laughing at this story. But they said, please. And then you're going to sing at the end with Seth MacFarlane. And I was like, I I, I, I don't want to host. Just let me sing, please. I don't want to do it. And then they said, what if you got to interview Adele? And I said, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I, first of all, never really under, I'm 4'11 and I don't, think about it very often, but I didn't realize how short I was <laughs> because these people come up to me. They're enormous. They're got, they're Heidi Klum. They're yeah. I mean, and they're from, you know, a lot of them were my friends. Like I got to interview Hugh and I got to interview one of my idols, Sally field. And then what happened with Sally was I was like, hi, um, I love you and Sybil. I couldn't think of anything else to say. She was nominated for Mary Lincoln. And I'm like, was your costume tight? I mean, I, <laughs> I was terrible, but I did have a good time. I loved my little pretty dress. And and um, I don't I, I don't really wish to do the Oscars in that capacity again. Well, I mean, you were also doing double duty singing at the end. I went back and watched it. It was very funny. But speaking of singing, you have a new Christmas album. Yes. Tell me all about it. I can't wait to hear it um, or download it. Whatever we do with it now. Melissa, thank you. I I don't know. I know that you felt this way. I have a feeling you felt this way during the pandemic. But I was I just released for the girls an album dedicated to all the musicians that have ch- changed my life. Carol King, Dinah Washington, mm-hmm. Dolly, all of them and Dolly and Ariana and Jennifer Hudson and Reba were all on the record. So I was I done a week of of my own show on Broadway. And then we were going to tour it. And then the pandemic. So I'm the kind of artist that needs to tour. Cause I need to sell the, sell the record. So I was pretty bummed, but then there are people dying. So I got over that pretty quick. And then I was like, what do you mean? Stop. What do you mean? Stop everything. And I had a really hard time. Um, and not to get down, not to go down, but this has to do with the Christmas album. Mm-hmm. I lost my, my, one of my best, like my, my brother um, died and my voice teacher, my longtime mentor died. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I, I don't, I, I, I can't do this. I don't, I, not that I wanted to be out, but you know, out like they were, but I was done. And my boyfriend really, my, my fiance really, said, you are not done. God is saying to you, take a break, smell the roses. And finally about 
I don't know, a year later, I was like, I want to do a Christmas album because it feels like Christmas was canceled or a holiday record. We didn't get to have Thanksgiving. We haven't got to gather. Mm-hmm. That word is very important. Gather. We haven't got to gather. So I went to Nashville. We all socially distanced in our own little, each little room. We made this album and the, the theme, which is ironic. I am a Christian, but the theme is a song that Stephen Schwartz wrote for Hanukkah and it's called We Are Light. And what I realized is that what was guiding me is that I did see that we are light for each other. We can be. I did see that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, that it was coming. And that that was the theme of the record. So interesting that that song, We Are Light, We Are Lights, actually, plural, is the song that guided me with the rest of the record. Then I have some that everybody knows. And then I wrote, I co-wrote a song called Santa. I got a bone to pick with you about crappy Christmases I've had. Um, you know, thinking that we're going to get a present, we get mismatched socks, just silliness. Mm-hmm. But then my, my, you know, there's a, there's a song that I did in Charlie Brown that we re, that we went and rewrote the words to to make Christmas time is here. And we wrote the word to happiness is um, we, we wrote, rewrote those mm-hmm. words to make it Christmas. So for me, I love all my children the, the, a lot. But for me, this album for me is my favorite. And I did it in a time when I was so sad. And it lifted my spirits. And we're going to get to have Thanksgiving. We're going to get to have Hanukkah. We're going to get to have Christmas. We're going to get to gather if we're vaccinated. Yes. And don't get me started on that either. No. But if we do all the things, then we can be together. And that's what I realized is worth more than any gift that I could receive. And which is the most lovely sentiment. It really is what the holidays are all about. Um, Something else you have coming up which I just want to make sure we get to talk about quickly is your new movie with JK Simmons. Yes. National champions. When is that coming out? It's coming out during the holidays. Oh man, we can't get away from you this holiday season. I know. Listen, I'm doing the parade. You're going to be, you're going to be like, get her off the TV. Um, It's simply about, and it's something I've thought about as an artist, because when I was at OCU, uh, I was injured. And I've lived with injury and pain through most of my career for just on Broadway, on sets. Um, and I think it's interesting what happened with with Alec last week. Mm-hmm. Not long ago, seven years ago, I had a set piece fall on my head and nearly killed me. So it sparks a conversation that I think is important. When you are in college and you're on scholarship, whether it be football or the arts or journal, say you're hurt you're injured. Do you get compensated for that or your likeness, which they are using and the booster clubs, especially in football are the hundred dollar handshakes. And it's, it's a really a play on film and it's about that. And Jay it's JK Simmons plays the coach. I play the, the woman behind the man. Uzo is in it. She is incredible. We have all kinds of great, great actors in it. I'm just kind of the woman that says, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And then she has some other things that she does that aren't so nice. But um, I, I do think it's a conversation worth having, having Melissa, you know, some people say, well, you got a scholarship to learn music and dance and acting. I did, but I was also hurt. 
and it carries with me today. So what do we do about that? And then they use my, you know, and I love my alma mater. Right, right. No, I understand what you're saying. Okay. And sports, they get hurt all the time. Well, what's interesting is this is the first year that player, college players are going to be compensated. So it's very timely. I'm happy about it. I'm me personally. I'm happy about it. Now, if you were to talk to my dad, he'd say they're getting an education. Now he's yeah. Oklahoma and I love him. And we agree on a lot. We we agree on just about everything, but this. <laughs> Before I let you go, I have to ask, what is your favorite holiday movie? Okay. I've done eight holiday movies. None of them are my favorite. Um, I do. How diplomatic of you. Well, but I do what I can to avoid watching myself because I'm crazy. I can't either. So I can't. Ahead. I can't. No. But you look beautiful on camera and you should stop it because you do. But I cannot. I cannot do it. I like Christmas Vacation. I love that movie. I can't help the, it. Yeah, it's great. That and A Christmas Story. Oh, my God. It's on on a loop. And you'll shut you'll you'll shoot your eye out. I mean, I get it. I love it so much. Well, Kristen, I want to have you back anytime you want to come back and chat. I still have two more pages of things (laughs) I want to talk to you about. Um, Angel, you're such a sweetheart. Thank you so much for joining. 